is passionate about cars with Steve Kennard, teaching drivers how to survive the world of modern motoring and imparting wisdom to the next generation of motor technicians. And in this episode, we find out what happens to an engine when it runs low on oil. Steve, tell me about the, the motivation you had of doing this podcast. You've obviously got a message that you want to convey to people. What's the message? Yeah, I, I mean, we, we all know that the motor trade is changing. It's changed dramatically. I mean, I've been in the game for quite a few years, um, and, uh, and I've seen a lot of changes. Um, and, and, of course, now uh, most people realise that most cars are actually run by numerous control units um, in cars and uh, computers yeah computers uh, electronic control units ECUs uh, they, they seem to run just about anything and everything but of course with a control unit you've got numerous sensors so whilst the basic engine in a car and the basic mechanical side of a car really hasn't changed over the last hundred or so years it's the electronics that, that are now um, probably running everything and uh, are probably more responsible for, for breakdowns and problems on people's cars than the actual mechanical side. The mechanical side's quite reliable in fairness. Mm. Um, so the idea of, of um, doing this is to um, just to try and get it across to people that uh, that we are approachable. You know, it's, it's looking at reading a page, reading something, uh, a text, is one thing, but it's not very personal. So if you can actually talk to somebody, um, albeit listen to somebody, then um, perhaps it might just sort of convey to people that, that we are um, human. We are like, you know, we're a garage, yes. Um, but, uh, you know, we're passionate about cars. Yeah, I'm passionate about cars, always have been. And I think that uh, that helps an awful lot. Um, so, so it's just trying to get that sort of message across to people that we are passionate about cars, that we do care what we're doing. We are very aware nowadays of people's needs um, and people's the time, you know. Uh, it, it's it's a, one of those things that people have a problem with a car but they cannot afford to take it off the road to get it fixed. They want it fixed, mm. but they can't spare the time. You know, we get an awful lot of that. Um, so uh, we, we've really got to be sort of listening to what people want, and, and that's what we, we're about, and that's what we're trying to do. So. Is there also an element of, you know, how, how has looking after cars changed over the years because it has changed a lot recently are, are, are there still key elements that are still used today even though the technology has advanced so much when I say key elements I mean key elements of like car maintenance and sort of problem solving things like that um, sorry my, my train of thought's just gone elsewhere you know we talked about listening to noises I, I was well, just listening I could, I could just hear this now is that got this, you can hear this little tapping, rattling sound. Yeah, I can hear a tapping sound. Yeah. Like tappets. That sort of, yeah. 
haven't sort of uh, noticed that before. So there's a classic example. You know. so, so that noise will now remain with this car for the next year. <sighs> yeah, well, I, <laughs> no, no, I, I mean, uh, noises does, it, it drives me potty, noises in cars, you know. Uh, yeah, it, it really does drive me potty, but there's something I would have to look at, yeah. Um, so, sorry about that, deviated from your question. What, what was it again? Um, the question was, is there still, are the traditional techniques of problem solving um, when it comes to um, the maintenance of the motor car still relevant in today's high technology world? Um, yeah, the, basically it is. I, I mean, um, you can theoretically solve any problem on a car, um, you, you know, just tuning your ears to it. Because even all these electronics, you know, they still give um, problems that can be audibly recognised, you know, they, if an engine's sort of uneven, running, uh, um, or if it's overfueling, or, you know, there's still lots of things you can actually recognise, um, but the, the idea of all the diagnostic equipment is actually to save us a, a considerable amount of time, and, and unfortunately, there's a lot of systems now, they've been set up where, even if you know a certain sensor you can renew the sensor but until you reset the system the mm. fault stays in the car yep. so even though you've fixed it the main control unit or onboard computer doesn't know you fixed it until you've told the computer I've fixed that and right. I've put a new sensor in there and I've reset you so now you can accept that new sensor and away it goes otherwise it will just doesn't recognize it until mm. it's been told it's had a new one fitted so so you still have to plug it into various equipment, various machines, uh, to tell it it's been fixed. Right. <laughs> you know, it's a bit strange. So, so that's, things like that have changed quite a bit. Um, and uh, there's, th there are certain things that um, people don't seem to want to do, you know. I mean, every, every weekend, uh, I've mentioned before, you know, you could drive around the streets, uh, say 20 years ago, and you'd see Sunday mornings, the man in the street would be there, his car would be up on his little ramps, um, yeah. and he'd be doing his own maintenance uh, with his little toolbox and his Haynes manual, and um, he would be doing that sort of thing. You don't see that now, because the manufacturers have, have sort of uh, convinced people they can't do it. Yeah. You know, uh, and, uh, and if you look at an engine compartment nowadays, it looks extremely complicated yeah. with all the extras that are in there. Um, but underneath it's still basically the same. But of course, most people, um, we get it all the time. You know, you, people come in and say, oh, I used to do my own maintenance, but not anymore. I lift the bonnet now, look at it, and it frightens me. Yeah, sure. So, so it's, it has changed like that. Do you still get Haynes manuals? Oh, I believe they're still out there. I mean, we've still got some lurking around, uh, picking up the dust. But I, I mean, I unfortunately nowadays I, I call it a um, like these DIY manuals. They're uh, dangerous in the wrong hands, um, and uh, and I don't think that it's quite a good idea. I mean, there's, there's various cars, uh, Volkswagens, Mercedes, two that spring to mind, even coming to changing brake pads. Yeah. 
you can't do it without having the correct diagnostic equipment or the resetting tools because mm. you can't push the pistons back because they're electronic and when you mm. put new pads in it won't you know the, the pedal will not reset itself because it needs to have a code put in to actually um, tell it it's had new pads fitted mm. you know so so even things like that and I mean uh, I know the systems out there I haven't seen any yet where there is uh, electronic steering uh, that to me is a bit of a worry because I, I like to have the feel yeah, yeah. feel the vehicle you know uh, electronic steering hmm, flying by know. wire yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. I mean, it's, I know it seems to work like, you know, 35,000 feet up, but I, I don't know if it does down here on terra firma, so, um, don't know. I think that's one that they're still working on, but not one that I would really like to drive. No. That's an engine in pieces. Right, what have we got here, Steve? This is a Honda Civic R-Type. This is, uh, I suppose you could see uh, what a boy racers like to run around in nowadays. You know, this is this is like the um, Escorts. Um, you know, we used to have like the Escorts, uh, little sporty cars. Yeah. Well, the Honda Civic R is uh, like the latest generation of boy racer car. Okay. Um, it looks like it's in lots of bits, Steve. Why is that? Um, it's basically it's been uh, run low on oil. And okay. we all know that, you know, lack of oil means lack of lubrication means something's got to give. Yeah. So, and basically, that's what's happened with this one. Um, it's been run low on oil. Uh, so we had the engine out, investigated the problem, and crankshaft. Oh, yeah. Is that component down there. It's very there. new Steve. This no. car can't be that old. <clears throat> mm. No, the car itself is um, it's an 03. Right. So it's about three three years, four years old. Yeah. Uh, so we have a crankshaft lying on the floor here. Mm-hmm. Problem is uh, crankshaft. We're looking at the crankshaft. Yeah. These are main bearings. Yes. These are the big end bearings. The okay. famous big end bearings. These right. are the things that knock when they wear yeah that one you can see the discoloration oh, where it's yeah. got hot so we're looking at the big end bearing here yeah, this and is it's like discolored the metally bit that's right where, yeah. where it gets hot lack of lubrication it's got to get hot yeah if it gets hot then it goes off color right uh that is actually the oh, con rod piston right and that's the piston yeah. right and that's the con rod the bit that goes on the big can, end yeah you can see where the con rod's got hot Oh, right. It's sort of that, scuffed, isn't it? It's actually hammered it. Ah, oh, right. So that, that one is uh, fit for the bin. It's, it's almost elliptical instead of circular, isn't it? Mm. It's been hammered out of shape. Absolutely. That's what's happened. Right. Was, the, the other three are in good shape. Right. They're, they're good. And you can see on the main journals, these are yeah. called journals, these right. big ends, we call them okay. journals. Yeah. Um, they're absolutely fine. No problem with them at all, as is the main bearings which are these the larger ones right the big problem here that crankshaft 600 pounds right that's that piece um 
that's another I think that's another hundred and hundred and something pounds this but is it, the this is the um, Conrod the Conrod another how, how many hundred pounds that, that one's just just over a hundred pound for the Conrod okay um, but it doesn't stop there you see because to strip it down means the whole engine needs to be rebuilt yeah so we've got to put in new shells the yeah. shells being the big end bearings which sit in the Conrods yeah they're the bearings that go between the Conrod and the crankshaft right uh, and I mean engines have not changed ever since you go back a hundred years the yeah. basic engine is still the same yeah. we still have a crankshaft conrod camshaft yeah. uh, pistons it all still runs basically the same you just don't see them combustion. on people's front lawns anymore no no. <laughs> uh, I mean when you look and see what they actually put into them now it's not the basic engine it's all the electronics that run it Yeah, they're the things that are actually uh, turning people off of working yeah. on their own cars yeah. it's, it's becoming too expensive for the man in the street to lift the bonnet on a Sunday morning yeah. and even do an oil change nowadays is, yeah. is, is not so, uh, as simple you know you get things like smart cars a classic example smart car doesn't have a sump bung it's got no way of draining the oil out oh. that way like a conventional you use a pump you suck the oil out you pump the oil out okay which is you think why didn't someone just drill a hole in the sump, <laughs> put a sump bung conventional so you can undo it, let the oil drain out? Because they want nice to be smart. Easy. Yeah, it's smart, yeah. <laughs> so they say. But so basically we have a car with lots of bits because mm. the, the person didn't put enough oil in. Absolutely. It okay. comes down to that. That one little mistake. Not enough oil. This rebuild on this engine, um, we've priced it up to get this back working properly. Uh, it's going to cost the customer nearly £3,000. Yeah. in parts alone so when my dad says to me Andrew have you checked your oil from now on I'm going to listen to him absolutely I mean on, on most engines I've got to say it wouldn't cost this amount one of these engines these are quite a bit of a, an expensive engine a Honda yeah. engine is an expensive engine yeah um, and for its size um, even a second hand engine nowadays we've had quotes varying between sort of two and three thousand pounds for a second hand engine yeah if you can get one yeah um, but of course with second hand you'll buy an unknown quantity yeah so, so at least this way we know what's going to go back into it you've seen every nut and every I mean it's amazing it's mm. spread out on a table and I say it the engine how many bits are there that, a couple of hundred oh, bits yeah yeah down to every last nut and bolt so that because it's been run low on oil there yeah. is the risk that there's damage done to other components okay so, so we need to inspect to make sure um one or two little signs of damage to the camshafts. These are yeah, the two I can shafts. See those, yeah, those, uh, they run on the top of the engine. Yeah, I can so see those, yeah. if you have an oil feed problem on the bottom, yeah. the top end's got to suffer as well. Yeah, sure. There's one or two signs of picking up on the camshaft there, and yeah. we're just sort of in a process of uh, measuring up and inspecting them to see if they'll go again or if we need to replace them. If we need to replace them, those two there, yeah. £750. For the pair? For the pair. Which is what makes this rebuild so expensive. Yeah, sure. You know, on a conventional. That's all, that's all the labour, of course. Yeah, this yeah. this is just parts yeah. alone. That I'm, yeah. I'm quoting here. There's yeah. no no sort of labour on top of that. Yeah. But but we're probably looking at about um, uh, from a time perspective, probably about sixteen to twenty hours labour. <sighs> yeah. Um, thereabout. So, you know, if you multiply that by whatever the labour rate is, yeah, yeah. on top of your sort of three thousand odd pound yeah. VAT on top of that yeah. it's an expensive mistake yeah 
you know um, and people only you know they just get in turn a key they drive it and have a problem and when we say to them well that little problem is just going to cost you four thousand pound they're sort of like well hang on a minute like and all of a sudden we're it's our fault you know yeah, yeah, yeah. god how can it be so much so I, unfortunately you know that's the way it is so the motto is always check your oil they still have dipsticks modern engines, I, don't they? I say to people like week in week out day in day out all the customers you know we we seem to think that these cars look after themselves nowadays you know high-tech modern cars uh, and yes it's true they do have lights in the trade we call them too late lights mm. when the light comes on the damage is done it's too late that's the oil pressure light in the oil pressure the, light yeah. the main light yeah. um the you know if that comes on i mean that works on uh, probably about uh, the oil pressure switch mm, something in the order of around um six seven psi will put the light out yeah uh, so if the light comes on and you're down to 6 or 7 PSI, that's a very low oil pressure to pump oil around an engine. Yeah. Yeah. So by that time that light comes on, the problem is there. It's been there for a little while. So so the mor- motto of the story is really lift the bonnet. You know, they might be new modern cars, yeah. but we still need to treat them like our dads and our granddads used to, where you've got to lift the bonnet got to check the oil physically got to check the water physically you know i mean your first signs you'll get water problem temperature gauge will start creeping up yeah and if you're sat on the side of the m25 or sat in traffic on the m25 and your gauge is starting to creep up because you haven't checked the oil for the last two months or checked the water for the last two months Mm. who do you blame actually see that reminds me i must have you look at my car it's been mm. sounding very grindy recently. Have yeah. we got all in it for a while, actually? I have to say. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Passionate About Cars. Passionate About Cars is brought to you by First Class Garage at www. 1stclassgarage.co.uk